The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Cover Story. I'm your host, Gian Wei, product manager with PR Web. And today we're joined by Dana Wilhoyt, PR professional from the press release site. So, Dana, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me here. Now, Dana, you have a great background. You've kind of worked on both sides of the fence uh, as a uh, member of the media, uh, but also currently as a PR professional. Um, so you really have a, a wealth of experience in the whole process of creating a story, um, how a story is created, how a story is edited, how it's disseminated. Um, but maybe I should leave it up to you. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got started in PR. Okay. Well, I had been a newspaper reporter since 1991. I have a bachelor's degree in journalism from New York University, and I had worked as a newspaper reporter on just about every beat that they have at newspapers. I've covered city government. I've covered the police beat. I've covered features, um, courts, schools. And I, uh, about a year and a half ago, I mean, basically the industry just, as you know, the, the newspaper industry is just not doing so well, and there were layoffs mm-hmm. in my newsroom, and I'd been thinking about going out on my own for a while. So I quit the I quit my newspaper about a year and a half ago and um, formed my own my my own press release distribution company. So I now write and distribute press releases. I do uh, I concentrate a lot on the internet. So I do keyword research and search engine optimization for my clients and some web content and um, help people promote their businesses online. Let's start out with talking about how to craft a press release because you have worked on the other side. What were the kind of things when you were a journalist, what were the kind of things that you were looking for uh, as you were going into your inbox and looking at your press releases? Well, the... Main thing that I wanted to see was that the story was relevant to our readership, and we got a lot of very general press releases that had nothing to do with our local readership. So, you know, if you're uh, if you've written a book and you send a press release to newspapers all over the country, mm-hmm. frankly, unless you're a famous author, most of them are not. It's just not going to be relevant to their local readers, unless. You are from if you send if you wrote that book and you send out press releases to your hometown newspaper. I mean, if you're a New York Times bestseller, that's an entirely different story. But most people don't start out so lucky. So mm-hmm. if if you're starting out trying to create that buzz in the first place for yourself, your business, 
your hometown newspaper, if it's a book, a business, whatever that you've done, um, your hometown business newspaper is going to be interested in what you have to say. Um, if there's some news event that goes on, that is going on, that you know, some current event, just as an example, when we had a lot of hurricanes in Florida, mm-hmm. I was contacted by someone who is a contractor, and there had been a lot of contractor fraud and a lot of elderly people getting ripped off by people showing up, taking a bunch of money up front to allegedly repair hurricane damage and then vanishing. And this contractor called me up and pitched a story saying that um, he was a licensed contractor and he told me how to check for licensed contractors, and I ended up writing a story and quoting him. There's a couple of variables here. One variable is sort of more of a regional variable, and, you know, again, unless you're sort of a nationally relevant story, you need to be aware of who's creating news um, regionally because they're going to be more interested in you as sort of a regional target. And the second you're, the second variable you're talking about is kind of more of a temporal variable where, you know, what's going on at that point in time? What is, like, what is the news environment? And if you can somehow contextualize your story within the context of a broader news environment, uh, you're going to be more likely to catch the eye of a journalist. Right, and the contractor story, just as an example, had both. If mm-hmm. he had called up someone in another state, they wouldn't have cared less about contractor fraud at that point because it wouldn't have had any relevance to them. Um, but So what he had going for them was he was local, and he was paying attention to what was going on, you know, news-wise, what was on everyone's mind at the moment. So let's back up for a second, and I guess I kind of made a, a little bit of an assumption earlier when I mentioned as you're going through your inbox, um, kind of just assuming that you were getting these press releases emailed to you, what were some of the other ways that you kind of kept up with uh, what's happening and, and tried to figure out, you know, what is a story you wanted to write besides just email? Well, if I mean, we get stacks of faxes every day, and we go through those. We get emails, although those would usually go to the editor first, and he would go through them and then decide if they were worth a story, and if so, um, he would distribute it to us. And then if I needed to find a story on a certain topic, um, I guess frequently I would go online if there was if there was nobody local that I could turn mm-hmm. to to ask a question, say I'm looking for an expert on something, or I'm looking for some kind of national trend story, I'd go on Google and I'd start doing some searches or go on Yahoo or whatever and try to find somebody who I could speak to. Hmm. So you were just using, as a journalist, you were using search engines to kind of go out there um, and find people to speak on different topics. Right. Trying to find sources, you know, expert sources. And if you can start putting yourself out there as an expert source on your topic and can get journalists calling you, then that's a good thing. I mean, for instance, right now, economists or, you know, realtors who have something helpful to say kind of thing, just somebody, just so you can present yourself as an expert in your field, that can get you a lot of free publicity mileage. Yeah, we actually have a lot of customers who will put out news stories um, where they're offering a perspective on what's going on or they're offering sort of tips for customers on what's going on, and they're, they're certainly more thought leadership type news releases as opposed to, you know, announcing a company event or kind of an acquisition or something like that. Um, and we see a lot of those come through, and, and we've seen more 
more and more every day come through, and I guess that's sort of speaking to what you're talking about. This is an opportunity for a lot of people to go out and position themselves in, as an expert on things that are, are very timely and relevant. Oh, yeah, that's, that is a great way to go. And, I mean, if you, like I said, if you can start pitching yourself as the expert and journalists come to you, that's priceless free publicity. So you work very closely with people who want to craft press releases and with businesses who want to publicize what it is they're doing. We work with uh, Pure Web. We work with um, thousands of customers. And one thing we hear over and over, particularly from small businesses, is that they don't have any news or they don't feel as though they have any news that's worth announcing. Do you hear that a lot, too? I do. I mean, people are, you know, they want to publicize their business, but they're like, well, nothing new has happened lately. I haven't done anything new. I haven't released a new product. I haven't written a new book. And I just say you need to, um, okay, here's a perfect example um, of okay. creating your own news. Somebody, one of my clients writes, um, and I just have this on a couple of online news services now, He re- he has a book about fixing, uh, he's a relationship expert, and he has a book about um, couples who break up, you know, how to get your ex back, back. Mm-hmm. and what he did, because, you know, he did, it's the book's been out for a while, is he mm-hmm. tied it into the economy, and because it, it is known that uh, financial stress is one of the leading causes of breakups and divorces, mm-hmm. he... He's, he tied it into that. He had me do some research, find some experts, you know, sociologists, social scientists, uh, to back that up and write a story about how, you know, relationships are under more stress than ever before. Relationship expert, et cetera, et cetera, shows, you know, people how to work through that, et cetera. Hmm. So, so taking current news um, and somehow making your story relevant, uh, you know, tying it into your story, um, and if there's no current news trends, then mm-hmm. I suggest basically making your creating your own news angle. And things that I've suggested to clients are holding a contest, um, doing some kind of giveaway, doing a poll, you know, preferably like a funny poll. Like there's some company, and I can't remember the name of it, but I think they're like a, a card company, and they do this, the Cost of Loving Index. Uh, hmm thing every year, and what they do is they find out how much it is to buy, like, you know, a pound of Godiva chocolates, a dozen roses, you know, a Hallmark card, and a dinner for two at such and such restaurant, and they do it every year, and that gets a ton of play. So something like that. Um, that's that's fascinating, and it just makes me, I, I subscribe to the NPR Planet Money podcast, and they uh-huh. do this weekly indicator where they talk about, um, you know, how there's different types of indicators rather than sort of the S&P or, or these classical financial indicators. And that's exactly the type of thing that they look at. So, you know, maybe there's an example of um, a great outlet to kind of go pitch Pitch a, pitch a poll like the cost of loving. Is that was that what it was? The cost of loving. Yeah, they called it the cost mentioned? of loving. You know, as opposed to the cost of living index. So they have like a uh-huh. little clever little catchy title. It doesn't really cost that much for them to. It's not even as much as a poll. They just have to go get quotes on the prices of the same thing every year. You know, like a pound of chocolates, dozen roses, right. dinner for two at such and such fancy restaurant, and a Valentine's Day card. And you know, the cost of loving index is up twenty three percent or whatever. So that gets. Tons of, of play. And, that's really, um, that's clever. You know, if Mother's Day is coming up, you, you, um, I mean, 
again, you could do contests, you could do giveaways, win such as, you know, win a spa giveaway or a spa vacation for your mom. You know, all, um, you could do costume contests, coloring contests. If you have like a, um, you, you know, kids print out something online and color it and mail it in. So, Dana, walk us through your process. Now, you, you start working with somebody, uh, you know, who, let's say they're a business owner, and how do you then link them to something that's timely and contextual? What are the tools that you're using to kind of figure out, hey, this is going to be a story that's likely to be picked up because it is relevant? Um, I'm sorry, say that one more time. I was briefly distracted. So I'm glad we're not live. What was it again? Okay. Walk, walk, walk sure. you through the process. Uh, sorry. We'll... Yeah, yeah, okay. So, Dana, what I'm interested in knowing is sort of your process. Is there a certain method you go through when you first start working with a client to, you know, you know what the client's business is to then make a determination about what sort of in the news climate, what is sort of timely and relevant so that you can find some tie there? What are the tools that you use and what is the process you use? Okay, well, of course, the first step is to find out from the client what it is they're trying to promote if they have a specific news event that they're trying to promote. And an example of that, like if they actually have news, you know, they've just written and released a new book or movie. They have a festival coming up that they're trying to promote. They have just formed a partnership. They've just won an award. All of those are obvious news hooks. So let's say they don't have any of that. Then I will look over their website. I will look at news.google.com. I'll look at entertainment sites because, um, you know, people.com, nationalenquirer.com, you know, Mm -hmm. magazines. um, And, you know, on the news rack. And whatever, you know, like watch entertainment tonight on TV. Just whatever is going on in popular culture and popular news is, you know, whatever is on people's minds, I will scan all those sources to try to find a timely news angle. Right. So the takeaway here seems to be, you know, if you're interested in creating news, you have to, in producing, you also have to be sort of an active consumer of news so you know what's timely and contextual. You can't just kind of go out there and, and figure it out. You have to be staying on top of it on an ongoing basis. Absolutely. I mean, anything that's big that's that's going on that it, it, it's uh, – I'm just trying to think of a good example, and I'm sort of drawing a blank. I mean, I can't think of an immediate time, but say the Miss California controversy, um, if you were, if you were, you know, say, promoting gay marriage rights or whatever, mm-hmm. um, just tie into whatever is on – on the uh, news right now, and people are going to be a lot more interested in it. I think it has better search engine optimization because people searching for phrases to do with popular news items are sure. you might come across it in your press release. So I think that's a good good time to cut to a commercial break really quick. When we come back, I want to know more about sort of the keyword optimization that you mentioned, um, and I want to ask you some questions about, okay, well, you've figured out your story angle and you know what you want to write about now, how do you actually go about writing it? So we'll hear about that from Dana Wilhoyt from the press release site when we return. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. 
This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR Web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. RevenueWire.com and its member merchant, LavaSoft, makers of the world-renowned Adaware, present the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest. The LavaSoft Affiliate Contest goes from May 15th through August 15th. Make great commission and win fabulous cash prizes. Look for all the details on the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest by logging on to RevenueWire.com and look for the LavaSoft logo on the homepage. Win big with LavaSoft and RevenueWire.com. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Fired up with Gordon Rudo. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Cover Story. I'm your host, Jian Wei, product manager over at PR Web, and we're joined today by Dana Wilhoit from the press release site. And before we left, we were talking about how to find a news angle, and now let's say we have figured out what our news angle is, and it's timely, it's contextual. Now, how do you go about creating the release once you've figured out what you want to actually write about? Well, I, um, I've... At this point, I would have looked over, you know, we, I would have worked with the client to figure out what our angle is going to be. Mm-hmm. I get the client to give me a couple of quotes about their news along with their name and title. Um, it, as I put that about in the second or third paragraph, you know, I created this dog training video series after whatever, according to, you know, Joe Smith, uh, breeder of champion golden retrievers kind of thing. So you want their name and their title and maybe something about why they're the expert. And um, then I write up the press release, um, I don't know if uh, we haven't gone into keywords too much. Um, mm-hmm. they, when you're writing press releases and distributing them online, mm-hmm. you want people to be able to find them, of course. So sure. you can greatly increase your chances of doing that by doing some research. And I just use a tool called Google Keywords External, which is free. Okay. Um, and you just go 
go Google that, go search for that, and you'll, you'll come up with a link to it. And it will tell you how many monthly searches there are for keyword phrases. So let's say you're a uh, bankruptcy attorney in Orlando. Um, you might want to see how many people are searching for bankruptcy attorney in Orlando, declare bankruptcy in Orlando. And the phrases that have a lot of searches, mm -hmm. those are the ones that you want to include in your press release. And I find that putting the keyword in the headline of the press release just seems to have really, that can get you on the front page of Google against just millions of competing other sites that have the same phrases. So Google sure. apparently gives a lot of importance to the headlines. Mm -hmm. And then if you put the keyword in the headline and the first paragraph and maybe once more in the body, not, not too mm -hmm. much, so you're not filling it all up with the same phrase and looking ridiculous, but um, just, you know, a couple times throughout the press release, I find that also seems to help get better search engine ranking. So just to recap your process, you figured out your news angle, you construct the release, uh, you write a compelling story in the, new, in the body of the news release, and there's certain elements you mentioned, um, you know, a quote, for instance, from the business owner. But then there's almost another layer that you go through where you go, and the tool you, you mentioned you use is the uh, Google, I'm sorry, you said it was a Google Keyword Optimizer? Something like that? Um, Google Keywords External. I always just go, Google well, I now have external. it bookmarked because I use it all yep. the time, but it's a free keyword research uh, tool that Google offers. And the reason I like it mm -hmm. is because it's the official word of Google as opposed to all the paid services out there that estimate how many mm -hmm. searches they think there are. I'd rather just get mm -hmm. it straight from the horse's mouth and have Google say, this is approximately how many searches there were for this phrase last month. Sure. And so you're you're going out and you're figuring you out what are sort of high volume keywords. So then, if your keyword is does not get that many searches, then you can look and be like, oh, my keyword only got 300 searches last month, but this one got 62,000. Why don't I use that one instead? Well, aren't, aren't there going to be examples, though, or aren't there going to be cases where you don't want to use a keyword that's queried too much? Like, what if you're you know, what if we're talking about real estate or something like that? Real estate obviously is going to get more queries than, you know, um, I don't know, luxury real estate. How do you make Absolutely. that determination I mean, you know, about, you know, deciding just, between like a high-volume keyword like and what's relevant? I of Google for press releases, but that's never going to happen because there are many, many other sites that have been around for years that um, are already well established and there's like probably tens of millions of competing sites. So you do want to look at how many other, you want to do a search. Once you've come up with your list of possible keyword phrases, mm -hmm. you want to do a search on Google and see how many, like enter your search phrase, um, you know, dog training, and see how many competing sites there are. And if there's just, you know, millions and millions of competing sites, then you want to, then I mean, I would start out by breaking it down more and looking more for more specific targeted phrases like teach my dog to sit, housebreak my dog, housebreak a dog. Right. Um, and use more specific phrases that might have less searches. I mean, I wouldn't use a search that only got a few hundred, I'm sorry, I wouldn't use a keyword phrase that only got a few hundred searches a month, but if it's got a few thousand searches a month, I think you're good. Okay. And um, people who search for 
how to housebreak my puppy are probably more targeted than people who just type in dog training. Well, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. When we return, I want to talk about how you distribute your release once you've created it and optimized it. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Cover Story. This is Gian Wei, PR Web Product Manager, and I'm joined here by Dana Wilhoyt. So, Dana, before we left, we were talking a little bit about the process you go through to write a press release and optimize it for search. Uh, and so now I want to talk about the next step. Once you've written your release and you've optimized it for search, how are the different ways that you get it out? Well, the traditional old-fashioned route, and there's still certainly value in that, is figuring out which mainstream media might be interested in your press release and making some phone calls, finding out who you should send it to, finding out if they want it faxed or emailed or mailed, and then following up with a phone call after a few days to see if they got it and if they need any more information. So that's one way to do it. And then I really focus more online, you know, on getting people, helping people with their branding and website visibility and search engine optimization. So I use online 
press release distribution sites. There's free ones. There's paid ones. And basically, for any of them, you're going to go in there. You're going to create an account, which is pretty simple. You're just giving them your name, physical address, email address, and it's free to create the accounts. Some sites charge, some don't. Mm -hmm. Some sites have more options, some don't. And then you just upload somewhere on there. They'll it'll say submit a release or upload a release, and you will just cut and paste. Basically, you'll put in the headline in one part, the summary of the press release in another part, the body in another part, probably half a dozen keywords. And your contact information, you hit submit, and uh, anywhere from immediately to a few hours to a few days, your your press release is online. So I know you've used Twitter very effectively. Is that part of your distribution strategy? It is, I, depending on the client and if it's appropriate. And I certainly recommend that people create their own Twitter account, go on there, and interact. Mm-hmm. But... Um, for some clients, if they ask me or if I think that it'll it's appropriate for the Twitter audience, I will go on there and I'll just tweet a link saying, here's my latest press release for whatever, and put a link on there. And uh, that seems to drive a good amount of traffic. And um, I, I find that the social networking sites, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, are an excellent extra audience. I mean, that's there's just a lot of traffic there, a lot of networking potential. So do you you actually meant say that you will tweet your own press release? Now, why wouldn't you just set up an account, for instance, for one of your clients and, and have them tweet it? Well, here's the thing. If they don't have any followers, no one's going to uh-huh. see it. So I have taken the time to interact with a lot of people and mm-hmm. follow a lot of people and get a lot of people following me back, and I've worked to make sure that the people that I follow and that are following me back are, you know, generally like good quality people, not spam robots. And I go on there a lot, and I talk, I interact, I've built up a name and a reputation for myself. So there are a few clients who I have created Twitter accounts for and am mm-hmm. helping them build up their following. But just to create a Twitter account, go on there out of nowhere and and post a, you know, a link to your press release, sure. no one's going to see it until you've built up a bunch of followers. And I now have like almost 17,000 followers. So if I tweet a link a few times throughout the day and just say something like either here's a great new service my client is offering or mm-hmm. here's an example of a press release I wrote about you know such and such subject, that's going to send a lot more traffic and get a lot more exposure. So I'll link back to the press release distribution site. You know, once the mm-hmm. press release is live, then it'll have a its own web page link. And so I'll what you're saying is that I'll, and I'll usually shrink it using a link shrinking tool called tiny URL. Okay. Uh, or another one is called a bit.ly. You can uh, track how many people click on it, and I'll send them to the press release distribution site, and that way people see it, see the uh, press release, and if they're interested, they can click through and go to the my client's websites. So, so I guess what you're saying is you have more followers. So when you tweet it, it's just going to have a lot more. You're going to have a lot more. You're going to have a lot more traction because of your followers. Um, right. 
Do you now? Do you ever recommend that clients, just the way that they would find sort of local journalists um, and pitch those local journalists on their story? I mean, are there cases where you've recommended your clients to go and try to find people who are influential, like yourself, in Twitter? Except, you know, you're influential, and maybe a lot of your followers are PR people. Um, in in other verticals, I mean, like, wouldn't it seem to make sense, like, one of your clients, let's say? They're, they're in pet supplies or something like that. Wouldn't it make sense to go find like a, a really influential uh, person on Twitter who talks about that and then pitch them on the story and say, hey, look, you know, I'm, I put out this news release. Maybe you could tweet it. Honestly, I don't think that would be as effective as building up your own list of followers, going on there, spending some time talking to pet owners, uh, veterinarians, anyone who might be interested in in anything to do with the pets and pet business. Right. And um, create, because it's more like for, about forging your own relationships. And the thing is, people on Twitter aren't really, they're, they're promoting themselves and their products and services to an extent. I mean, really, you're on there to network, but part of networking is letting people know what you do for a living. So I think, it, I think the ideal thing to do is create your own Twitter account, find targeted people to follow, people in your area, and one of the ways that I recommend doing that is using Twello Hood. Sorry, well, Twello Hood will tell you where people are if you want local people. Mm-hmm. And then um, just regular sp- Twello.com like Twitter yellow pages will help you find people in uh, specific areas like law, advertising, arts and crafts, parents. So you can find people by area of interest. Dana, what was that first one you said again? Did you say Twillow? Twillow Hood. It's actually, go on, if you go on Twillow.com, Twillow uh-huh. Hood is part of it. So go to that main site first, and then you can look people up either by geographical area or area of interest. And another way to find people who might be interested in what you are doing is search.twitter.com. And just okay. put in your search phrase, you know, dogs, pets, whatever. Okay. So sort of like Google search for Twitter. So just to kind of recap, we've been talking with Dana today about how to find your news angle, how to construct and optimize your release, and then once you've done that, how to, how to get it out. Are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience, Dana? Um, no, I pretty much, I guess I would just say that uh, when you're doing your press release campaign, don't neglect online. Online is a major part of getting your brand name out there today, and you want mm-hmm. to control the message. So you want to be the one putting out all those press releases and talking about your company. And um, that, and I also would suggest not neglecting social media. I think that it's very important to learn how to use, at a bare minimum, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Use them regularly, and you'll just see an enormous increase in brand recognition. Great. Well, again, we've been talking with Dana Wilhoyt from the press release site. If you'd like to read more or contact her, uh, I'd urge you to visit thepressreleasesite.com, or you can find her on Twitter. And Dana, what's your what is your Twitter handle? It's twitter.com forward slash, and then it's my name, Dana underscore Wilhoyt, and Wilhoyt is W-I-L-L-H-O-I-T. Great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dana. Okay, well, thank you guys for having me. Always a pleasure. This has been your host, Jian Wei from PR Web, and you've been listening to Cover Story. Mm-hmm.